Hello, Roberta. Good morning. Um, is it a good morning? morning? Is it a good morning. morning? Is it good? For me, it's good. Um, it is snowing where I am. There is a snowstorm. Oh, God. In where are you? Ugh. Here you go. Um, girl, I hate snow. I, you're in, I do not like snow. I hate city, snow. Um, the city is mourning the loss of UK versus the world. Oh, for work. <laughs> Hydrangeas in the game now. She just won drag race. She gonna put her big pussy in your ugly face. Did you um did you send a congratulations to the to the queen of the mother tucking world? I'm gonna I'm gonna I have not spoken to her yet. I'm, I'm gonna send a little WhatsApp. Do you do you do that? Do you find that when you because because we're in the states, we don't use you also sound really Bobby sound really low. Is it is it sound low for you? My my volume is all the way up. I can't I'm Maybe. Is that better? Oh, that sounds great. That sounds great, dear darling. I wanted to do an impersonation of Blue. No, Blue's more like, oh, mummy. Oh, mummy. You just do she what I did. No, you, no you, you, you do yours again. Do yours again. No, do yours. Um, you sound like Lauren Shaney. Do it again. <laughs> I, uh, um, now I can't remember what I said. Uh, um... You said great, which is Lawrence. You're like, oh, it sounds great. I want to do a little impersonation of Blue, you know, because you know, because Blue talks like this. She goes, oh, mommy, Bob, I was watching the shower. I was in the shower, taking a shower the other day. Oh, I was taking a shower the other day, and I thought to myself, you know, actually, I think I'll send home my biggest competition. (laughs) Okay, here's a question. Are you a fan of the strategy of sitting home? Because people get people love to say in interviews, not people, not, not you specifically. People would be like, uh, I wish the girls and all stars would like do more strategy, like send on the biggest competitor. And now we're in a season where people actually did that. People are like, ugh, I can't believe they sent on the biggest competitors. They're such fucking pussies. Like, I'm like, y'all can't have it both ways. Either you want them to play like the game, like some survival shit. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I think I want to play. I think I want to play the game like a fuck, like fucking Survivor or fucking a uh, 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 Big Brother. Or you want them to 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 play the Trinity? I want. Listen, at the end of the game, I want to go against my biggest competition. I'm not sending girls home who are strong. I um. Well, I want to say. Okay, first of all, you are. This is a, okay. I. I don't know. You know, I've, I've never been in this situation. I feel like I would send home. I'm team Heidi in closet. Heidi in closet said, if you send home your biggest competition, you still want, you still beat them. That's what Heidi in right. closet said. She said on, on the pit stop with Trixie. If you send home your biggest competition, you still beat them. Um, right. I know that you didn't, you didn't play like that. You were, you were playing that. that yes, nice I did. When I, I mean, I guess, okay, no, that's not true. Bob, when I had the chance, had I won that lip sync against Manila, I mean, against uh, Naomi, I would have sent it all home. I chose a lipstick. I was absolutely going for the biggest competition. All absolutely. I'm is, look, all I'm saying is Naomi did what you couldn't. Naomi did what she was afraid to do. <laughs> Naomi I came was not through. afraid to do it. Naomi made the most iconic TV moment and said, oh "Life's not fair." <laughs> the the icon Naomi Smalls icon icon. <laughs> what is that song? Well, actually, you want to hear the real tea? It is, um, it is by 
Aisha Erotica, but I recently found out that, well, maybe this is not my tea to spill, but all I've heard is that 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 sample was actually stolen from an artist that I really adore. Let's put it that way. Monet Exchange work. Yes, Monet Exchange. Yeah, it does. Um, well, Bob, this is not watchery. But I would have sent home the biggest competition. <laughs> RuPaul. Life's not fair. <laughs> to that shit in White Out. What's good? Wait, what's good? Have, you, have you heard uh, the song? Yeah, I was gagged because it's... Have you heard it? It's Bitch, RuPaul did not set a foot back in the studio. It is just a remix of all Ru's old songs. It's, it's literally yeah. just... All, it's just Ru's like... It's Rue's biggest hits made into like a three minute club mix. I was yeah. within a verse or something. It it is literally yeah. just a song that a song made of songs that already exist. Yeah, I was gagged. Um, maybe maybe this is just a little a little taste, and then they're gonna give us a bop in the summer. Who knows? Nah, but Blue X Rue was a good name for a group. Blue X Rue, that shit was fierce. I like I like Rublu, like almost like Roblox. It also could have been Moru. Moru. Oh my god, if I won, yeah. Yeah. Bag Bagaru. <laughs> Panru. Oh, well, Pan did not make the the she did not make club close to Jim the Ru? Mary. Who? <laughs> Jim Ru. Ruju B. <laughs> Bob, this is not sibling watchery. This is advisory. We need to get to the advice giving. Everyone thought we were too nice in the last episode. Oh, they did. They always think that when we have when we have so many fights in a row, they're like, you don't realize oh, that the girls are trying to be nice to each other now. I see them trying to be nice <laughs> to each other. Well, y'all don't realize that sometimes we will record the fight episodes back to back with episodes where we're nice to each other. Like we don't, we're not. It's not like some devious game where we're trying to peaks and valleys of being nice and mean. It's, this is just the the ebb and flow of our relationship. And also, I will say this to the folks who I I, I appreciate your fervor, <laughs> but the folks who've taken this too serious, y'all are why y'all oh. are. Wild. The folks who were taking this like Bob is people were like Monet is I literally I read a comment that was like I'm shaking right now. I had to call out of work. I you don't understand how much I rely on this podcast for my mental health. I'm like this is too. Are oh, you back? Oh, I was just saying like people who were like you don't understand how much this podcast is a part of my mental health is too much. Y'all are doing too. <laughs> It's too much. Well, also, Bob swears that it's the Monet stands that are these big, nasty monster bitches. People are like, my fans, oh. people who stand me, they are always kind and they they, they don't ever speak ill. No, They're just that. the sweetest little angels. And Bob no, was like, I Monet fans be like, Bob is stupid, big, black, ugly bitch. We fucking hate her. We're going to fucking slice her neck. Bob swears. Bitch, you swear. That's your no, team, team Bob is always like, Team Bob, when we're, when we're doing it, we're like joking. We're like, ha, ha, ha. He, he, and we're not joking. No, <laughs> Yo, your fans be like, I literally feel bad for my, I can't even watch this episode. I actually had to log out. It you are no. so full of shit. No, you Monet. are so full of shit. You know, Jacob, play the first question. I will find some of the highlights <laughs> from, from, from uh, Team Phone. <laughs> 
Jacob, play that first question, baby. Hi, Bob and Monet. So I'm a 28-year-old female, and I have been in an on and off again relationship with this guy for the past five years. When things are great, they're great. And when things are bad, we get into arguments. We don't talk for months. And then when he reaches back out to me, we get back on and we go through this vicious cycle again and again. It started when I was 23. I'm now 28. And it is getting old. Have you guys ever been in a situation where you're just on and off with somebody and you can't seem to let go? And if so, how are you able to break it off? How are you able to end it completely? Thanks. Oh, girl, five years, five years, five years, five years. That that's is a lot, that's a lot of your life. A long that time. is that's too uh-huh. much of your time. Is if you're 28, that is approximately that is roughly about 20 percent of your life. Let me just spend 20 percent of your life going back and forth with this person. Not my name, the mathematician. Oh shit. Um, I mean, I'm gagged at like like you graduated you you were graduating college age and you are now fully in your Saturn's return and you've been fucking with the same nigga the whole time that's that's too much in my humble opinion and you know to be honest I don't have any advice based on um any experience of mine but I do think that it sounds like this is causing you distress it doesn't feel good it doesn't seem like it feels good to you um it it seems like it is time for you to prioritize yourself and how you're feeling. And also know that in my opinion, there are people in the world who are more compatible for you than this person you've been awning and offing with for the last five years. You know what I mean? Because if, if you don't stop it now, if you've been in it for five years, your, your brain will let you do it for another five. Sometimes we, we get comfortable with the, um, with the, Sometimes what what starts to feel it starts to feel normal. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. I think you are you are in a toxic relationship. This has been going on way too long. You you and and it's not a thing where you're like you you're playing this thing like, well, I don't know. You have clearly said like three times in your message, this is not good for you. You don't like this. So I think I've never been in this situation romantically, but sexually, of course. And I know it's they're two different things, but sexually there are different stakes and it and there's what's different the difference here. To me, to me, sexually, I didn't feel like that. Like it was not an emotional thing. Like I felt like I could cut it off at any time, but I kept on going back because the sex was so good and we had such good sex. But emotionally, I knew that it meant nothing and it, and it never would be nothing. So I put it in that in that side of my brain. But since it is an emotional entanglement that it's toxic, I think that you need to dead it. Like you need to you need to let the person know and then also erase. Delete, delete, delete the contact, and if you need to, block them on social media, like on Instagram or on Twitter, so so they can't contact you. Because you know, because if you have tried to do this before, I'm sure when you try to dead it, the person found a way to hit you back up, and you were like, like they sent you a DM, and you were like, okay, and then and then it, the whole cycle started over again. So I think the solution is deleting the phone number, at least for now, deleting the phone number, blocking the social media, so they can't get in touch with you, so you have time where it, where whether it's a month, two months six months, how, two weeks, whatever time you need so you can detox that person out of your space and you don't see the name and you don't and you can't call them and you can't contact them because then that just starts the cycle over and over again. So delete the numbers, block the social media and give yourself that time. someone causes more drama though? You don't think that? Like sometimes like, sometimes like not responding, like blocking someone causes even more drama sometimes for people. But I think that that's where so they're so at though because she's... Instagram, so-and-so blocked me on Twitter, you know? 
But sometimes you need that. And it's and in and, 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 and the social media where people have so much access to you, there are so many gateways for people to get access to you. Bitch, back in the day with our parents, once you once a person couldn't couldn't call you on the phone, then that was it. Like it was like that that was a wrap. But now, okay, don't call you. All right, I'm a I'm a DM you on Facebook. All right, I'm I'm gonna hit you up on Instagram. All right, I'm gonna hit you up on I'm gonna hit you up on Twitter. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tag you in a TikTok video. There are so many ways for people to get in contact with you now. So I think that is a solution. It's like deading it so that they cannot contact you because you're weak to that person. You want to talk to them, yeah. even though you know you shouldn't. So I think that's the, the best way. I do think some. I do think some. I I would recommend some open communication before you do that. Uh, if you think, oh yeah, first, yeah, for sure. Also, I'm gonna give y'all a really bit of toxic advice. <clears throat> If you ever, if someone blocks you on everything and you really need to give them a message, send them a dollar on Venmo and attach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Bob, what if the person listens to this? Not a person going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, not even a dollar, a penny. Give them a penny on on Venmo. (laughs) A penny for your thoughts. And they'll check it. But the question is, will they be bold enough to block you? On Venmo, bitch. When they block your Venmo, <laughs> it's a wrap, honey. <laughs> you are so toxic. That is so toxic. I can't. <laughs> Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was boring. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started back... I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Smalls Food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. 
right, I can read the first one. Yeah. Hey, Baba Monet. My friend has a huge dilemma. We were hanging out in a car and she checked her man's location and he was at a message parlor. Oh, and he was at a massage parlor around 10 p.m. It's known to give happy endings. We went to the parlor and his car was there where they said he wasn't in the shop. We pretended we left and saw him leave the shop trying to hide his face. My friend is super upset because she's stuck in a, le- in a lease and she cannot support herself on her own. What is the best advice you could give to her? Love you both. Sincerely, unhappy endings. Okay, go ahead. You, well, you, yeah, you go first. Well, there's a few things going on here. I mean, just, <laughs> just because he was in the massage parlor does not that gives happy endings. Does that mean that he got a happy ending? Um, but the lying is certainly um, indicative of a problem, in my humble opinion. It is a red flag. Um, you know, I, I really hate to sound like a broken record, but it, it's it's really intriguing to me how often the answer is just open and honest communication. And sometimes open and honest communication leads to a scenario that we might not be ready for. <clears throat> sometimes that leads to you openly communicate and then you realize it is time to move on. It is time to let go. Um being in a lease for me is not enough reason to stay with someone. That is mental anguish. Now, this is coming from someone who's been, I've been evicted before. I got evicted when I was like 19 years old. And honestly, I got over it. I, I ended up being fine in the end. I didn't get evicted because of like, I'm, I'm talking about how like the, the, the roughness of, um, of being, having a, a, a legal situation with, with, your, with your housing. You know, breaking the lease, you normally lose a month's rent, which is a lot of money. Maybe you and the person can both half that or both figure out a way to do that. Or or I guess you have to just weigh the odds. What is your mental sanity worth? What is this relationship worth? Can you talk it out? Also, you know, a bit of dishonesty does not necessarily mean now we have to break up. I think that there's this notion in the world that like, if you find out your partner lied to you, that's it, you got to break up. You got to break up now. You have to. It seems like, like we, there's a convention that's like, if your partner cheats or lies, then the only answer is to end things. I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, I mean, listen, I don't know what your financial situation is. I don't know if you can't afford to break your lease. Well, obviously, you, you have some reservations about breaking your lease. I don't know if it's because you don't want it to impact your ability to rent things later or you are, don't want to end up on the street. I don't know what your situation is, so I'm going to respect that breaking the lease thing. But I agree with Bob. I don't think that just because the part, your partner lied about going to, the, to this massage parlor is that's the end of it. If you're in a relationship, you have to be willing to work things out, things that you may that you may be unsatis- un- unsatisfactory with and not just resort to the worst-case scenario, which is you you went to a massage parlor, you didn't tell me, fuck you, I hate you and I hate your family, get out of my house. Like I don't think it needs to be all that. I think there there is a conversation that can be had. We're like, babe, and just be honest about the thing. The thing that because I'm guessing if you saw his location, uh, he must have been sharing it with you, and you guys know that you are sharing location. So telling him that you saw him at a, at, at a massage parlor won't be like snooping like you're spying on him. Just be like, were you at the massage parlor and see what he says. Now, if he lies and says he wasn't at the massage parlor and you clearly saw him leaving there, be like, bitch, I saw you. Like, I saw you. So how can you have not been there and then see what that conversation is? But I don't think the worst case scenario is the answer, which is ending it and throwing away uh, however long this relationship is. 
Number two, a bitch, it's just a happy ending. They went in there sucking his... I mean, I don't know how they do happy endings there, but it's just a happy ending. I mean, clearly you guys are not open or you guys don't do these things, but I, I, I want you to, to think. If this is a massage place that offers happy endings, they do this multiple... Also, is this is just hearsay? Is this, like, known in the community that they do happy endings, or you just think that this place does it? Like, is that is that a fact? And if it is... Bitch is just a little, just a little handy at the end of a massage. They, they, um, they, they he's not, he's, he's not cheating on you with this person. They're not in like a, a relationship. It's just a little something. It is just a little happy ending. It is not the end of the world. It will be fine. Just have the conversation. If he lies about it, address the fact that you know he's lying because you saw his location and see what the answer is. But I don't think you should just end things and fucking end a whole relationship over a little hand job, girl. Well, it's I just mean, a I hand think job. That if I mean. I guess I don't want to minimize this person's perception of it being a, if it is if it is outside of your uh, verbal agreement or understanding with each other, then yeah, it is cheating. But I mean, if listen, if Andy got a handy, would it be fine and dandy, Monet? <laughs> Not the fucking nursery rhymes. Would Not it? Bobby. Bobby is the Dr. Seuss of podcast. Um, oh, I mean, we Bruce. okay. Mother goes, we're not we're not in a relationship but if Andy's when he went to a massage place and got a happy ending I'd be like really babe and like, I, we honestly would probably laugh at it but now if he said he went to uh to to fucking Rocco's or Mickey's and got a hand job in the back that's a different story that I'll be like oh that's something else but if at a massage parlor and they gave him a little a little boo boo boop at the end of it I'll be like I would give him a little side eye but I, I don't think that's that's enough to end the relationship over I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I'm just, it, it's it really interesting where people like draw the line and, and what means what to who. And I'm not trying to diminish, by the way, I'm not trying to diminish the, the severity of breaking your lease. Usually if you, I don't know about legal law, but usually if you break your lease and you pay the, and you forfeit your, I believe if you break your lease and you forfeit your security deposit, it doesn't go on your record or anything. What I'm, what I'm what I'm basically trying to get at is like you know I also bear in mind when I got evicted I was 19 years old I am now 35 that is so far in my past that it doesn't affect me anymore so I think I yeah me and Monet are on the same page I don't think that every infraction of trust is cause for a relationship to end but I think movies tell us if someone cheats you end it mm-hmm. and very that bitch it's a movie also I found one of your one of the comments <laughs> that that I that was tripping. I hate Bob. Bob is such a vindictive nigger. <laughs> Bob is a vindictive nigger monkey. And Monet told me to say, no, I'm kidding. I didn't, that's not a thing. I'm kidding. Okay, we did not say that. You're a mess. <laughs> um, um, but there is one comment that says, by the way, the Monation, which is not as good as Phonation. Oh, Monation. I love that. Well, tell me you don't go on the Patreon without telling me you don't go on the Patreon. Uh, also, but the, not the other day, on the, I, when you were like, no one told me about the... What? You were like, no one told me, no one told me about the Discord. And then... Because oh, I was like, when you should join the Discord, you were like, I didn't even know about the Discord. Um, but it was tickling because everyone in the Patreon knew about the Discord. Okay, I, all I'm saying is that we, who work at Sibling Rivalry, the two owners and Jacob, 
No, that we're supposed to have a home meeting with you know Money, who, everyone, and, the, and the Patreon. Everyone at Patreon, everyone on the Patreon knew about the Discord before you did. Yeah, the Patreon knew, but I'm saying that that should not have been that way. You anyway, this is this is back. This is office talk. I don't want to uh, take up the people's time with office talk, but we were supposed to have a home meeting with Hiwan, who she emailed mm-hmm. us by the way with her whole crew. Anyway, you know what? I we'll talk about this when we're not doing the podcast because we have this is this is this is office talk. <laughs> don't act like you're like you're the, the 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 manager around this bitch. Don't act like you're. Uh, <laughs> well, clearly I am. Like like <laughs> next bitch, question. Clearly you are. You don't even know if we had a Discord. Anyway, here's our next question. Um, hi dolls. I have just killed at. I have just killed at a job interview. Dolls. <laughs> hi dolls. I just killed at a job interview that I really want. It is for a support worker that helps support addicts and those with mental health issues. I grew up with my entire family being drug such alcohol addicts, so I have a lot of personal experience. The only problem is I lied during the application and stated that oh. I had professional experience. I created two fake email accounts and even paid for a professional oh. email address to set up the illusion. My question is, have you guys ever lied for a job? How far, you take, how far did you take the lies? Sincerely, House of Cards. Girl, what in the sherry pie? Have you ever lied to get a job? <laughs> okay, I absolutely have lied for a job. I, ha- I have lied to get a job, but it has never been this deep. Bitch, you have created the Matrix. You are fucking, you are fucking making shit with programs and fucking Sentinels. This is crazy. Um, yeah, I have lied for a job, uh, but it was something like for my reference, instead of like putting like an old boss for my reference, I would put like, I, I, I think I put Bob before actually for a reference for a job or like Dewan or someone, someone like that. And I'll put their number, but I wouldn't, and, and I, I would never lie and make email accounts and respond to me. To me, that is crazy. You are looking to get yourself caught in like a lot of trouble. So I think that's a little crazy. I think that. <laughs> I cannot wait. I need to read it again. I created two fake email accounts and paid for a professional email address to help set up the illusion. Lord. Um, yeah, I have lied, but I've never taken it this far. And I think that you are setting yourself up to be to be caught. And they will, as, as fast as they may offer this job to you, they will take it the fuck away. And you're going to be sitting there looking bald-headed and confused. Yeah, I, I've never lied on a resume before. Um, you don't really have to lie to work at Applebee's. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I've never, the most serious job I ever had outside of my current career was in real estate. And um, you also don't have to lie to get the, I didn't have a lot to get the job. I just had to go to real estate school, which I did. You can't, you really can't lie about that. That's kind of hard to fake or for me anyway, but you, you might've been able to MacGyver some shit girl. Um, but that'd been, that'd been really tough for me to fake. And um, you know, I, I honestly, if if this ends poorly, you really can't be shocked. Like not at all. If, if you got this job job through deceit and trickery and scams and lies, then you might lose your job through truth and light and honesty and openness. <laughs> because the thing is, you you you're gonna have to keep lying. Like you can't a lie mm-hmm. cannot be supported by the truth. A lie can only be supported by more lies. It is the only way for a lie to live is you have to tell more lies to prop it up. Um, And I am concerned for your future. And I think that maybe this is a great time to move forward. Um, I mean, I wouldn't quit the job or anything, but I would say going forward, you should definitely try to be more open and honest. Open and honest here. I am broken record with your... um, 
with your resume and stuff. I say that if they find you out, you just lie and be like, oh, yeah, I have, like, I, I, I struggle with problems of, of, of lying and, like, say that you need help. Is that true? Clearly. I mean, just because someone lies doesn't mean they necessarily struggle with lying. I mean, they, but I don't know this person's mental history. But I, I, I would, <laughs> I would, I would not feign. Uh, I personally would not feign mental illness, um, and and as a ploy to keep your job. I think that is actively bad. bad no, I'm kidding. I obviously do not do that. I was kidding. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think you have. I think if they, it's gonna come up because the problem is now you. This is going to come up. These, uh, like the, I feel like this is the way you set it up is going to come up again. And then what? Like your only if it comes up again, your only option is to either lie more or be like anything you say to dismiss these people that you made up. There's no way you can like. What you gonna say? Oh, they did. That's a lie. And I, I don't know. I, I just feel like you really put yourself in like a tight spot. So if it, if it does come up again, and then if you tell the truth, then you could be, you can end up getting fired. I don't know, girl. You put yourself in a really bad place. But I mean, keep us updated. I, I want to know how this turns out. I really, I really do. Yeah, this is a truly precarious uh, situation that you have uh, put yourself in. And I would be nervous at work every day, personally. Right. <laughs> right. They'll be like, oh, um, so Sally Scissorhands that you that you used to work for, we would actually love to do a partnership with her for the thing. Can you um and then and then, then they then they fucking email her and then you get it girl, it's gonna become a whole thing. Anyway. Yeah, we also love that her name is Scissorhands. We never met us uh we never met someone <laughs> whose last name is Scissorhands before. So can you put us back in contact mm-hmm. with Sally Scissorhands, please? Yeah, and is there any relation to Edward Scissorhands. Also, I find this work fascinating. Y'all, put me, in Monet, put me in Monet down as a reference. I won't lie for you, but I would love to get a call. <laughs> Dude, I, I, don't don't know, no, I don't know that I don't motherfucker. Know that's a reference. <laughs> Let's read the next one. Hi, Bob and Monet. I had this friend from high school, and we've been friends for 12 years. We are in our 30s now, and we find each other hot. He's been sending hints about hooking up with me, and honestly, I want him too. How do I go about hooking up with him and preserving the friendship? I should I should add that it's just sex I want and not a relationship. Thanks in advance. Sincerely, friends with benefits. Interesting. You ever had something like this before? Um, I've never had something like this before. My friends always stay in the friend box. I've never been in, in my entire life. Like someone who were friends that I started hooking up with like that. Cause I just, I, that's just not how I jive. It's not how like I, I move in the world. So I've never been in, in this relationship. Um, and in this, in this situation, but what you're saying, it sounds consensual. It seems like both of you want it. Both of you are trying to do it. And your only fear is that it won't, that is that it, it that is that you can lose a friendship I'm seeing. Um, but if you guys are both on the same page, I mean, that's also that's 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 part of the 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 mystery that hey, you guys could lose a friendship. I mean, I know you don't want that, but that could happen. But it's a big possibility. Well, I don't think it's a matter of consent. I think they're also they also seem to be worried about uh, the other person wanting more than just sex, and they seem to be afraid of it becoming some sort of a relationship uh, outside of just a friendship you know i have um 
one, maybe more than once. Yeah, maybe like twice now where I've had a friend for like a few years and then down the really? line, we just decided to hook up and who you know, do what? Who bitch? You heard me. You heard me. Y'all, y'all saw, y'all saw that. Y'all saw this nigga actually even hear me. and be like, what? No, I didn't Ooh. hear you because we were talking at the same time. Um, but I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, um, I think anyway, so, and you know, I'm still friends with both of them. We're still, we're still buddies and we still text back and forth and chat and, and, um, and I, even one of me, one of them, I even still like flirt and sex back and forth with. Um, and I think that for me, I, we were, a, well, I will say for us, it was not, it did not start as just a, like once we started talking, we were like kind of dating, but not officially dating in any capacity. Um, and the other one was just like an, a one night of fooling around. We just ended up still being friends afterwards. But it, it's important to establish up front that, especially are you in a relationship with someone else and you don't want, or do you just, do you not want a relationship in general or just you don't want a relationship with this person? Because I found that when people say like, oh, I'm not looking for a relationship. And then they end up dating someone else. I'd be like, so what's the truth then, bitch? What's the truth? I thought you were looking for a fucking relationship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, everyone's different. Maybe they weren't looking for a relationship and then they hooked up with this other person and that ended up happening. Sometimes that shit just, it just happens and that's fine too. Yeah, it still hurts. And um, someone's like, I'm just not looking to date yeah, anyone so- right now. You've heard people say, I'm not looking to date anyone right now. Then what the fuck's going yeah. on two weeks later? What's that? What's that about? Well, well, bitch, that's not my problem. This person, this person did it right. This person, I just had a better connection, and 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 I'm not going to be chastised for having a, a connection with this person that I had sex with. We're not talking about you. You really made this personal. <laughs> I'm not saying me. I'm I'm, I'm this person. I'm talking. I'm the voice of this person. Um, yeah, I think that just. I mean. Sex, I think sex is a muddy ground that you can lose a friendship. I think you'd be naive to go into this not knowing, uh, not thinking that you guys cannot be friends after this. Like, maybe y'all fuck and some weird shit happens or they expose some kink to you that you're like, oh my God, and it makes you feel weird. Like, using a friendship is a possibility. But but just go in knowing that you guys are two grown-ass fucking adults in your 30s and then this person wants to fucking take some shit and fucking uh, and fucking uh, uh, Rafiki your forehead with it. Just be like, I'm not cool with that, and then move on. I just think that you just need to know that something can happen with sex that you may not jive with, and you can't hold that against a friendship. You have to separate the sex from the friend. Well, that's like a real hard. That's like a very hard left turn. I'm speaking for me. If I was if I was hooking up with a friend and then. That happened, and then they like came out the way. And again, I'm not king shaming. It'd just be something that I'm not into that it would like take me by shock. And they like then they express some 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 shit to me. I'm like, whoa! I would have to separate that from my from my friend and be like, that was a sexual thing. And I mean, but we're still if cool. my friend and I were if I, if if my longtime friend and I decided to hook up and they had a kink that I wasn't into, I don't think it would ruin my friendship. I probably would just stop having sex with them. Like me knowing that this person likes to shit on people wouldn't make me not, it wouldn't ruin my friendship with them. It would ruin our sexual dynamic for sure. Um, but I don't think it ruined my friendship. I've, I don't think I've ever had a, I don't think I've ever had sex like ruin a friendship or interaction that I've ever had with anyone in my entire life. But maybe that's I people- have. I mean, I have for sure. That, and that's standard. When someone shit on my chest against my will, I I have never talked to that person ever since that day. Were you friends? I have beforehand? never. 
I mean, we were hooking up steadily for like a year or over a year. Like we would text here and there. Like, yeah. But after that, I was like, bitch, no, that you, you, you do not come. Do not contact me. Don't you was ever it, talk to was me. Was it a kink or was it an accident? It was a kink. I don't know. I'm asking. Damn. Well, you, you clearly don't listen to The Bald and the Beautiful because I talked about it on that episode well, of The Bald and the Beautiful. Hearts hurts only. Anyway, I, you're right. I don't listen. You caught me. I don't listen to Bob, Bald and the Beautiful. Wow. You, so, you, so you don't support your white friends. You know, some of them I do, but I don't listen to that one <laughs> podcast. That is, that is one podcast I don't listen to. It, which is which is the truth for me, um, but um, I don't know. I, I I do think that non consensual kink is a problem, um, right? But if someone but if someone's like asking, I think what I'm thinking is I'm assuming that whatever you all are doing will be consensual, and if you're and if you're not sexually compatible, I can still be friends with someone that I'm not sexually compatible with. Oh yeah, for sure. For I'll sure, I'll sure. in my experience. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that if your friend is trying to shit on you without your permission, that there, there, this goes deeper than just this. There, there's, a, there's a lot to un- unravel um, in this uh, in terms of trust. And and maybe you need to, you know, have a take a step back and and see if this person is, you know, something. Anyway. Aloha, Monet and Bob. I need sex advice, please. I'm an 18-year-old gay male, and I recently come out of the closet during my first year in college. So since Ooh. I'm gay now, during during the blowjobs, do I need to swallow the cum every time? How do you don't know? What is expected of me um, of the community during these moments? I'm terrified because I've only tasted cum before. I've only tasted my cum before. I hated the taste. I actually threw up afterwards. Anyway... <laughs> I also have a super sensitive gag reflex, and I'm afraid I'll be hor- a horrible gay if I voice my concerns about giving head or in Bob's voice, old uh, slurpity suckity. <laughs> um, please help if you have any tips on how you you've learned to make to uh, learn to make giving oral a more pleasurable experience. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. P.S. As a native Hawaiian, I've tried the pineapple thing you uh, to make mine taste better. Doesn't work. Still gross. Sincerely, he's just not giving. <laughs> okay, girl. For, okay, let me tell you this: when you suck that dick and they reward you with cum, that is a reward, baby. You accept it as such. You swallow that shit. Okay, you like. Thank you. I've been waiting for this. Um, <laughs> but if you have, oh wait, so you've only ever you've only doing swallow. The, the truth is, you do not need to swallow every time. And again, you can find if you do not like the taste of cum, you don't. Have to, I, I, I was just kidding before. If, if you if you like cum, bitch, just go get it, go get it at the store. You can get it anywhere, really. Um, but if you don't like the taste of cum, you don't have to swallow every time. And I think you can <laughs> what go get cum at the store. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, girl. You can get, get you can get some nut at the store. Um, but if you do not enjoy the taste of cum, you do not need to feel the pressure to swallow it every time you give a blowjob and, and, and the person comes. You do not have to do that. And if and if and if the person that you're having sex with isn't making you feel pressure to do that or make you feel like you're not 
finishing the job or you're not doing the whole thing because you don't swallow their load, then that person is a toxic person that you should not be sucking their dick and you should not be fucking anyway. And if it's just a one night stand, a, a hookup that you never see again, who cares, bitch? When they come, either as they're about to come, take the dick out your mouth and let it let, let, let it come on your hands or shoot wherever it goes. Or if you don't, if you if swallowing it is a part you don't like, let it come in your mouth and just spit it out afterwards. But don't do not feel the pressure to come. And I I agree. The pineapple thing, I've never tasted my own cum. Everybody, everybody said people like you never tasted your own. Like no, I've never felt had the inclination to taste my own jizz. I, I, I'm not into that. Um, but I've heard that, so I don't know how mine tastes. But I have tasted cum before, and I have never tasted one that has tasted like pineapples. Especially people who smoke. Like if you smoke cigarettes, oh my god, your cum tastes like fucking battery acid, and you should not feel the pressure to swallow that shit. That shit is nasty. It doesn't taste like pineapple. It just tastes better if you eat pineapple. And as someone who has accidentally tasted Monet's cum, it's disgusting. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, I I have a couple of thoughts. I have a couple of thoughts. Um, yeah, you do. I And their names are Jacob and Ezra. Um, if you, first of all, in my honest opinion, and I'm not... Come is an acquired taste and you can acquire it. Like after like the first time you're like, this tastes wild. And after a while, it just honestly, for me, just kind of stops. It doesn't taste weird anymore. And it and that was that was just for me. The first time I was kind of like, this is wild. Like I can't how do people do this? And now I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's just a taste of cum. It's just a taste of cum. Um Another trick. Have you ever tasted a bad cum though? Someone that smokes cigarettes? You never tasted that shit? It tastes crazy. Well, I was going to say another trick to not taste the cum is, um, which, which seems to be a problem for this wonderful um, little um, uh, Kanakamahu, is um, if you don't want to taste the cum, you just, when they're coming, you just push it all the way to the back of the throat and you just skip right over the taste buds. You don't taste anything. It just goes all the way down the hatch and then. You know that's that's another trick, but that also seems to be a problem for our little our little um, our little baby here. I think that um, if you if you want to suck dick, if you, if you're asking like how can I get better, you have to just keep trying and keep practicing. You have to you know you have to um, soften the palate. You have to just kind of like less accept. teeth. You also have to um, consider the angles you're at. You know some people. It, it's the shape of the penis. If the penis curves down, it'll probably be easier to swallow. And if it curves up, you might want to lie on your back and let them go in that way. It'll just find or its 69. way. 69. 69 is a great way for that. It'll find its way down the chute. You know? Um, but you, you, I, I do think that a lot of people in the queer community do expect to get, um, when they're getting the, the suckety slurpity, they do expect to get the swallowy wallowy as well. Um, but if you just, just say, I don't swallow and I'm sure, and I'm sure they'll be fine. Like it's head. No also, turn also, People are probably not going to turn down head cause you're not swallowing. Also just also to, to, to kind of piggyback a boss point. If you, if you don't like swallowing, make them, maybe perhaps you like a facial make them know that your kink is, is, is you want it to come on your face so that you are missing the mouth altogether. So as they come in, like they let you know. So, so then they'll just nut on your face. That way you're not tasting it. But then, bitch, that shit get in your eye. And now, talk about battery acid. You will literally burn your fucking retinas, bitch, if that cum gets on your eyeballs. You'll be sitting there looking blind as hell. How do you feel about the taste of cum? Do you swallow cum on it? I swallow cum, for sure. How do you feel about um, the taste of cum? That, 
I don't. Again, if it's not like a an avid smoker, I'm it's it's it fine. It, it tastes like whatever. But and if yeah, it's like someone who you smokes think you a lot, acquired the taste over time. Like at first, I was kind of like, "Oh my god, this is new." But like, oh, if, but then after a while, I was just like, "It's it's just it just tastes like cum." Like I'm I'm just used to tasting cum. Yeah, but I mean, and not like in like not like like years. Like it took me like like I had that like oh I don't like that like it's like a weird taste like a like a solid like two years and then I was like then then like then it subsided. But it wasn't like a like like three guys. I was like, "Oh, this is great." It took me like a year year to be like. For sure, yeah. Maybe you just gotta. I don't know how frequently Monet was swallowing cum. Maybe it's it's, it's uh, if you get someone to give you some frequent samples, you can speed up the process <laughs> of getting weak in the face. Maybe Monet was spacing oh. them out between her um her opera career and her singing. Also, and if you oh, let me tell you, when I was a singer, well, actually, opera, I, like, when no, I was by the time Monet was in college, she was already uh, uh fifty men down. This is middle school uh, on the train. I forgot. <laughs> Excuse me, you. <laughs> How many times do you think I was having sex? When I said I had sex in middle school, uh, uh, when, when, when I had my first sex experience, we weren't fucking every day. It was like once a year. So oh, just because just because I had my first experience in middle school doesn't mean I was I was fucking sucking the dick at lunchtime every day. But you said you went. You said you oh, when we first said you said I used to go to the glory holes or whatever or the sex stores or whatever. Yeah, my friends I, and I we would go to the sex stores and like on, this was high school. My friends and I would go to the year, sex store because. On, on on Valentine's Day? <laughs> yeah, we'd go to the sex store, but we wouldn't like, we were also like high school kids who were like worried about, so we wouldn't like go and like fucking have sex with glory holes. We would go in there and be like high schools. We were like walking and be like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, we, it wouldn't be like we would be in there like, yeah, give, give you, I need five minutes, man. It was like we were high schools. We were fucking young, immature high school kids. Like, oh my God, bitch. It was that. It wasn't like. You're saying you, didn't, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't go to Euphoria High. I did not go to Euphoria High. Um, also, the tips for sucking dick. Another one: if you are getting complaints that you're a little toothy, might try sucking the dick and like putting a good, a cooking a huh huh uh huh so that you're not getting so you're not uh, scratching the dick up with your dick too. That is also a good way to practice um, 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 good dick sucking skills by covering your bottom and top teeth with your with your lips. Yeah. Do you have a little mouth? I mean, how big is this dick that you're trying to suck? Like, you know. Sometimes everyone's not built for sucking big dicks. Some people mm-hmm. got to hang out with, uh, you know, something less than crazy. But also, luckily for you, most people in the world don't have huge dicks. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work. Um, let's read the next one. Hi, Monet and Bob. I'm a male bottom. My boyfriend is not very endowed. We're talking like three to four inches hard. I love him a lot. Ooh, excuse me. <clears throat> I love him a lot, but I don't know if I am super sexually attractive because of that. Do you have any ideas on what we can do to make sex better with this being the case? I don't want to make him feel bad about it, and I'm also afraid that I use that if I use a dildo larger than him, it will never be pleasurable having sex with him afterwards. He is also the only person I have ever had anal sex with, so I don't even know what that is supposed to feel like. Sincerely, shortcomings. Roberta. Interesting. So you 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 you've never had sex with a bigger dick, but you you're 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 sure you want to try it. So you know, I don't know that assholes are quite like like if you use a bigger dildo every now and then, that your boyfriend's dick will never be able to accommodate you again. That's not quite how assholes mm-hmm. work. Um, it, it's not like it's not gaped out for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that if you and your partner are open to other things like 
trying a, there's these things called penis extenders that you can like literally put on your penis to make your penis basically like bigger, but it's like a, it's like a hollowed out dildo basically. Um, and honestly, Mary, if your partner's dick is three or four inches, they, they know, they know they have a small penis. They already know. And they're probably aware that they're going to need to make some accommodations for their size. Maybe it's one of those, maybe you and your partner, maybe you and your partner might be into cucking. Maybe, maybe um, it'd be one of those things. Maybe your partner is a bottom two and doesn't know it. Who knows? Maybe, maybe you're one of those couples that invites over um, tops to fuck you both. You know what I mean? I think that um, feeling sexually fulfilled is really important for me. Um, and having a partner that is open to me being sexually fulfilled is also very, very important to me. Um, so I think that if if you're if you're planning on being just each other, I would explore maybe trying the penis extender, which they do have. You can just put it right over your penis, um, or maybe try inviting another person to the room um, so that you two can um, you know hook up. Also, you know that's a, that uh, offering up two. People is a lot of leverage on the apps. You know, you really, you really, you, you can really jump to the front of the line. Oh, a penis extender. Interesting. I never, I never, never I'm, I'm, I never seen that before. Yeah. Penis There's this extender. guy that I follow on, um, on Twitter who I found out about him through him. His name is like Cage Jock or something, and he, he he's like a he's into chastity and like mm. lock and key. And he only tops with a, uh, a a dildo. He only pegs, he says. Um, I think toys will be a great um, addition to the bedroom. And because maybe you can introduce your partner. Like, again, you can obviously work your way up because you are, your partner is your first, is the first person you bought them for. You haven't bought them for an, an, an array of penises, only that one. So maybe you guys can really get into and he can find, he can find a lot of sexual pleasure in this. I have a couple friends like this where their partner just gets different toys and the partner really gets off on like putting toys in there and like bigger ones and like stretching their partner out. So maybe you, maybe you, maybe you, you guys can find as a couple something that's really going to invigorate you both sexually that you guys don't do, don't do now. So I would say take a trip to the store together and well, well before you do that, um, Gage is interested in it. Maybe, maybe watch some porn about it. And so you guys can like see like how people really get into it and how, and how, and how it can turn you guys both on and try to explore different toys. And maybe your partner will really get off on going like bigger and bigger on you. And maybe you might become a fucking fisting bot. Who knows? The possibilities are really endless. But I would say start with toys and play around with, 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 with awakening new sexual desires, um, that you guys can do together so that he doesn't feel like you just want to go get other dicks if you guys are in a close relationship and um, it doesn't make him feel inferior and it doesn't make him feel wanted and desired because, because I can tell that you still want to play with your partner, but you just want to try different things. And, and, and the fact of the matter is you, you, you have the equipment you have, you can't, I mean, there are surgeries. I've seen surgeries you can enlarge or whatever. That is a thing What I'm saying you guys both have what you have. So maybe the answer is finding toys to play with so that you guys can both stimulate each. Well, he can stimulate you. And like Bob said, maybe he's a bottom two and you can start simulating him and you guys can really find and awaken some new sexual stuff that you guys will both feel fulfilled. It also sounds like you're not very sexually experienced. Bitch, you might be the top. Right. You might be the top in this way. You have no clue. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what you're working with. And and if and if what you have, your partner can accommodate. Um, but maybe that is true. But also, I do want to say, I don't think that you should prioritize, in my opinion, but this might be toxic advice. 
I don't think you should prioritize your partner's feelings over your own. You need to prioritize your own feelings. You can always consider your mm-hmm. partner, but your feelings need to be the priority, in my opinion. Work. Yeah. Um, hi, Bob and Monet. I guess my question is mainly for Bob. I'm not sure if you ever uh, shared your story about why you decided to go sober, but recently I've been thinking about going sober myself. I don't see myself as an alcoholic. I'm not drinking by myself during the week or hiding it from my friends and family, but when I go out to the bars and hang out with my friends, I drink to the point of blacking out. Um, any advice or tips about living a sober lifestyle uh, while still in your 20s would be incredibly helpful. Love y'all, somebody who should probably be sober. Um, you know, drinking, being an alcoholic is not necessarily um, what like what you see in the movies. It's not like sitting in a room by yourself, sad, drinking, you know, Cuddy Sark and, 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 and beating up your family. Like it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be that, you know, being an alcoholic can mean a lot of things. I think if, if the alcohol, this is for each person to decide, I cannot decide for you if you're an alcoholic, but for me, if drinking alcohol is having a major impediment is, is majorly impeding my life, be it through personal relationships, work relationships, um, or romantic relationships, then alcohol is a problem for me. For me, it was professional and my friendships were all suffering because of my drinking. And that's really not something that happens frequently for people who are not alcoholics. Um, I will say that I don't, I don't think most people black out every time they go out to bars with their friends. Again, I can't tell you that you're an alcoholic. But I can say that I don't I don't think most people black out every time they go drink. That is cause for alarm. And um, I don't think that uh, everyone's rock bottom looks different. You don't have to be in a gutter, you know, homeless and um, uh, in the middle of a divorce with your family hating you. Everyone, everyone's rock bottom is completely different. That's why if you go to the rooms, you'll hear people qualifying. And after a while, you'll be like, wow, they, I resonate with that one. That's my story. That That one actually makes more sense to me. Been hearing the folks who were like, I was drinking uh, a, a pint in the morning and a and a you know a pint in the evening of vodka, not beer. Um, and I I had to drink to stop shaking. That's not everyone's story. I I did I was not I did not have the delirium tremor. I wasn't shaking. Um, but it was seriously impeding my my work life and my friendships, which is why I stopped drinking. As someone who is new to SRA, um, I've found that um, listening to the podcast uh, three times a week has really helped me because I think just the two episodes, the rivalry and the um, advisory wasn't enough. And um, it has really helped me. What is SRA? Sibling Rivalry Anonymous. All right, Bob, we have done another advisory. I think that... My favorite question today. What was your favorite uh, advice that you gave today? Uh, you know, teaching a young queer how to suck dick is always a Oh, joy my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I think that it is our duty as queer. I'm not an elder. I feel like I'm a queer. Oh, okay, I'm not a queer. Damn, you all. I'm a... 
I'm a drag. I am a drag senior. I wouldn't say I'm a drag elder. I think I feel like I'm in a. I'm in like a. What 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 level of drag are you? I feel how like I'm like a, somewhere between a drag? drag junior senior. Well, how long have you been? I've been a drag ten years. Oh my god, this year is ten years. Damn. <laughs> you swear, you bitch. You could never be Kevin Hart. You will never be Kevin Hart. Let's get Dasher. You could never. You're right. Be that funny. You're right. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm about a, I'm about a, a foot and a half away from being Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm a drag junior going into my senior. I I feel like I'm a sophomore. I mean, I feel like I no, have No, you're a, you're definitely a drag senior for sure. Se- why am I a senior? If Shaquita been there for over 10 years. No, 20. 20 is Shaquita's an elder. We we talked about this before. Shaquita's an elder. You're a drag senior. I don't like that. I don't want to be that. That is I don't I don't want that <laughs> label. It doesn't interest me. Does not doesn't speak to me. Doesn't speak to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll um, see, yeah, I'll we like telling people at the junior prom. <laughs> telling people how to suck dick. Love to give him that advice for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>